0: The Blur Havoc podcast may contain content some may find offensive, vulgar, or inappropriate for work or school. All views expressed on this show solely belong to the individual that expressed them. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Blur Havoc Podcast. I'm your host, Alistair Haken, and let's jump into it. I got a little article here that I want to react to. Um, This came across my uh, Google News feed, I think a week ago. Uh, It's dated uh, January 25th, 2021. So let's talk about this. The title of this article is Cyberpunk 2077's Attitudes Towards Women are more 1997 than 2077. Yes, it's going to be one of these articles, okay? Written by one of those people, okay? Now, um, I'm going to tell you right now, spoilers for Cyberpunk 2077, because uh, there's some things that are brought up that are kind of spoilers. Uh, not even kind of, they are spoilers, and there would be things that I I uh, rebuke these points with that are spoilers. So, um... Let's get cracking. I'm gonna read. Um, I'm gonna read and uh, stop to respond whenever I come across something that I don't agree with or needs to be clarified. So um, let's go ahead and get started. So article starts with Cyberpunk 2077's presentation of women reminds us gaming still has blind spots for representation. <sighs> God. <coughs> oh God. Okay. So we're gonna come back to that in a minute once i read this entire thing with all my uh, rebukes which may make this episode a little bit longer than 30 minutes but let's keep going cyberpunk 2077's best characters are women panam palmer and judy alvarez i believe i don't think they ever actually pronounce her name in the game so i don't know how it actually is pronounced but judy are head and shoulders above the rest of the cast rogue and claire kick ass the purple haired mox and us cracks are the most visually interesting characters in Night City. If you just look at the big picture stuff, there is so much to celebrate about the game's presentation of women. Okay, Let's keep going, let's keep going. The problem is, these examples are icing on a cake that's already been burnt. And not just burnt, but full of mud and rocks, and blood and scorpions. A cake that's not just bad, it's nasty. Not poorly made, but designed to hurt god that's hyperbole if i've ever heard it instead of icing on a cake maybe the better metaphor is clay around a c4 cyberpunk 2077 acts like it loves women but night city itself hates them well spoiler alert night city hates everyone okay night city is a shithole let's be real night city sucks it is a horrible place to live but let's continue in any game with a character creator historical stat stats i don't know what happened here. historical stats show that in general more players will choose male because more men play these major games more than any other gender well surprise surprise i have a tendency to play as a female in almost every game i play why because have i think i've said this before on my instagram story women are far more interesting to customize and design than men they just are there's more ki- There's more options for hair, there's more options for makeup, there's more options for clothes, there's just more. It's just more interesting to play as a female than a male to me, but besides the point. There are a plethora of reasons for this, but I'd like to park them and just, it's a fact. Oh, okay. I guess that I don't see anything wrong with that. There's no- nothing wrong with having the option of playing as a woman and people deciding to play as a man because they want to. But anyway, so I always play as a woman knowing that I'm playing the game wrong. You're not playing the game wrong. There's no wrong way to play the game, okay? The ge- There's no wrong way to play a game. Sheesh. Anyway, some games actually surprise me and feel incredibly inclusive. Most feature little winks or moments that suggest male is the default without it being too invasive. Cyberpunk 2077 is something else entirely. In fact, it's the most aggressively masculine game I've ever played. What are you talking about? What? This is dumb. Because in the game, there are specific characters that you cannot romance as a male V. You can't romance Judy as a male V. You have to be female. You can't romance uh, River as a male V. You have to be female. What are you talking about? There's content specifically locked out for people that play as male. What are you talking about? Like even in like um Mass Effect Two, I remember that scene where you play as a female shepherd, um and in afterlife it is after yeah, afterlife on Omega, um, there's the Batarian that comments on you basically being a prostitute, saying that you're hot, and then you can like renegade, interrupt him and you say, Shut up before I beat your ass, basically. Um But yeah, there are games that acknowledge that you play as a woman. Um so I I don't know you're talking about but aggressively masculine no no actually but okay we'll, we'll get we'll get to that all right this is reinforced right from the start in v and jackie's first playable mission together you're tasked with finding sandra Dorset. you later find her naked almost dead in an ice bath in a scripted cutscene, you pull her out with her skin blueing from the cold Her nipples clearly on display as V stares into her lifeless eyes. A man in the bath with Sandra is given the dignity of underwear, but Sandra is not. While Sandra is the most unmissable, dying, naked woman, she's far from the last. Throughout Night City, we see several women dead on the floor as set decoration, often naked, as well as many strewn across ripper dock tables with their bodies also naked, ripped open. Yeah, um, about that, um, I don't know why old dude was wearing underwear, does it really matter? Does it? And then on top of that... Uh, yeah, so Night City, like I said before, is not a great place. Um, what this author is doing is highlighting the deaths of the female characters, but not acknowledging that a lot of male characters die. A lot of them die at your hand on top of that. Because, um... Here's a spoiler. Uh, um Jackie dies. And he... You know, Jackie dies in the beginning of the game, like before the before the title sequence even happens, right? Um, but uh, Jackie is given um a scene that's really quiet and like really emotional, like it it felt weird to me, but at the same time, it seems appropriate that a game that um that a game that takes place in a in a world that clearly doesn't have any kind of regard for human life um, would just snatch a character away from you like that, but with Sandra, let's get back to Sandra, um, I've said this before to some of my friends, uh, that the beginning of the game, act one of Cyberpunk, is actually the weakest act of the game, it's the weakest section of the game, um, I don't know why they put the weakest part of the game at the beginning, but that's just the game that CD Projekt Red made, um, but that scene right there is probably the strongest, because it was incredibly, like, powerful not powerful in a sense of like oh it just it just felt so powerful the movie no powerful as in the imagery was very uh the imagery was very striking um it really put on display the the brutality of this city uh um because here's a fact that we as a society tend to protect women and seeing a woman naked and unresponsive just laying like face down in an ice bath is just a moment that makes you go, "Oh shit! What have I stumbled across?" Right. So that's what CD Projekt Red was probably trying to do there, was kind of try to make you go, "Oh man! Wow! Whoa! That was a uh, striking." Um, and it like her non-responsive eyes, kind of staring up at you. It's it's a very, it's a very striking like uh, image that really shows you how Night City chews people up and spits them out like garbage. And I believe the developers were talking about this earlier on, where they said that uh, with the, one of the themes of the game is sanctity versus um, versus impurity, right? How the body, uh, with all these upgrades and these, these these pieces of technology jammed into us, um, how san- how sacred is the body at that point when we're just putting whatever God knows what inside of it? Like in the future of Night City, um, but our bodies are treated like objects like trash like people would throw us out discard us like trash like uh there's a moment um if you go to uh what is it little japan um there's like this place there's marketplace that has like a bunch of people and it's like this little uh ragtag marketplace if you go around the corner behind the stairs and you look under the trash there's a dead police officer just under the trash discarded like like waste and it kind of shocked me for a second. I was like, "Oh wow, I I've been here how many times? I didn't notice it." Um, but that's just the overall message that they're trying to send in the game, is that uh, that the human body we see as sacred in the future, where you can just replace parts of your body, like it's like it's a pair of underwear. How sacred is it? It's just an object. So that that's the message they were going for. Not that. They hate women, but, because, but it's more so a message that, uh, that our bodies are just objects in the future. Why'd they put underwear on the man instead of woman? I don't really know, but my hypothesis, like I said, is because it's more striking for the woman to be naked. It shows the brutality of it. It's because we as a society like to protect women, and seeing a woman naked and vulnerable like that is very striking and very uncomfortable. Well, the man, you know, honesty—if we saw the man naked, let's be real, we would have laughed at that shit. <laughs> but um, because men are kind of expendable in our society for some strange reason, but women—it's a—it's a—it's taken a lot more seriously, and that's just how we're wired as human beings. So enough about uh, Darwinism and whatever you know the hell I was talking about. <laughs> uh, let's get on with this uh, article. Let's see. This is followed by the game's treatment of Evelyn Parker. Okay, here we go. Spoilers! Spoilers! Who seems at first like she'll be one of the game's strong female leads. She's cool, stylish, and confident, even if we accept the fact that we meet her at a strip club while being given a virtual naked lap dance. We then see her memories, where she's scared around big, tough men, is literally called fuckable meat, and uses her will- wily powers. Wow, I was about to say willy powers. they <laughs> stupid. And uses her wily powers of seduction to betray a man. Next time we see her, she's naked, battered, and bloody. Next time we see her after that, she's dead. Okay. So, about Evelyn Parker. um, I feel like Evelyn Parker's treatment in Cyberpunk was criminal. Because, like they said, yeah, she was a pretty cool character. I wanted to see more of her. But she was like, man, they did her bad, okay? um, Makes sense within the story, but like, sheesh, it was bad. But, like I said before, it goes into the, the idea that Night City is a place that is brutal. It chew. It spits you, chews you up and spits you out. Like, the people in it are shady, because what happened is that Evelyn Parker was betrayed by the Voodoo Boys, um, where they were, the Voodoo Boys won, the Voodoo Boys have a very bad knack for betraying people, but the Voodoo Boys fried her brains after the failed heist, um, and she was put in a catatonic, almost, like, coma-like state, and then the, uh, the manager of the club she was working at basically, um, I don't like using this word, but basically raped and, uh, beat her unconscious, comatose body. Then when he had no more use for her, um, pawned her off to this creepy guy named Fingers and then, uh, sold his, sold her body to these, basically these people that make snuff brain dances, like little videos and movies that you can watch that like basically allow you to live the life of the person that recorded the brain dance, um, where they uh, they made snuff films with her, where they, ugh, it just, it's rough, okay? But that's the thing about it, is that showing us all of that really makes you understand why a lot of these characters, especially in Judy's, at the end of Judy's story, Judy leaves Night City. And you completely understand why that is the case, because Night City is a shithole. It is a horrible place to live. So, it's completely understandable why she would leave after seeing what happened to Evelyn and then the rest of Judy's story. Yeah, I would leave Night City too. And, um, Evelyn was one of Judy's best friends. And it's even alluded to that Judy and, um, Evelyn kind of had a thing going on. Or at the very least, Judy had a crush on Evelyn. Um, and then the part where, um, she's called fuckable meat. Uh, so yeah, about that, um... That was said by Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher is a villain. What, what, what exactly do you expect? Like, he's a villain. He's the bad guy. Is he supposed to say, you know, politically correct things? No, he's the bad guy. You're not supposed to like him. That would be like, um, like Jafar like in in aladdin when he gets the lamp from aladdin and he's like now here's your eternal reward it's a ham and cheese sandwich and then a, a free night at the holiday inn like what no he's the villain what do you expect i don't know if you care my washer going off right now but hey i'll just uh try to remove it from uh using noise reduction but whatever oh but yeah, that line is supposed to make you immediately dislike him because it's a horrible thing to say to somebody. So why exactly are we upset about villains being villains? Okay. Um, Let's see, what else here? Wily powers of seduction to betray a man. Yeah, because I'm about to say something kind of controversial in 2021, but women and men are not physically equal. Not e- Even with like cybernetic enhancements, Men and women are not physically equal. They're just not. So what do what do men what do women have that men don't? Charisma. Sex appeal. Men can fall over each other trying to get to a woman. And women know this. Why do you think OnlyFans is such a is is a thing? It's because women know this. <laughs> they know this. They use it to their advantage. But All of this happening to Evelyn makes me really, um, actually makes me really feel bad for her, and that's, I feel like that's a good thing, that I feel really bad for this character, that I feel for this character, and I didn't want this to happen, right? That's a good thing. Not the things that happened to her, but the fact that I feel for this character is a good thing. So, let's continue. Then there's the posters. Much like the mutilated women, they're scattered around, oh wow, much like the mutilated women, they're scattered around the world as a constant reminder of who Night City belongs to and who it doesn't. It Night City doesn't belong to anybody except for the corporations. It doesn't matter who's at the top of the corporations. It only matters if the corporations are running things. So it doesn't matter who's running. It doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. It just matters if it's a corporation. Because the corporations have money, and money talks like uh what what's the phrase go bullshit uh bullshit talks money walks or something like that let's let's check actually um money walks yeah money walks and bullshit talks wait no money talks is it bu- what is it hold on wait money talks bullshit walks that's what urban dictionary says so that's the that's the motto of night night city money talks bullshit walks because if you don't have the creds if you don't have the uh if you don't have the eddies in cyberpunk in not cyberpunk in night city there's nothing to talk about there's literally a mission where a rogue will not assist you until you have 15,000 eddies so it's not about it's not about the patriarchy or anything it's not about hating women it's not about being a misogynist it's about money money runs night city so let's continue we see women shooting themselves in the head while masturbating. I, I've i never seen that ad before. I don't know what they're talking about right there. Um, but anyway. Snakes slithering across a woman's naked buttocks. Dogs licking beer off a woman's naked chest. Uh, that's not what's happening in that ad. That's actually an ad for dog food that has a can of dog food in between a woman's breast and two dogs ready to eat. It's a very strange ad. But we'll, we'll elaborate on that after this section. Um... A woman spraying champagne froth. Wow! A woman spraying champagne froth suggestively down her face and chest. Uncountable numbers of naked breasts and many, many more exploitative posters. Yes, and some of those posters are actually aimed at men as well. There's a there's an ad for like um uh an implant for men's penises, right? To make them last quote unquote all night. And it's just, it's this big black dude, and he's naked. Just, it's just a big black dude that's naked, and he's got these glowing eyes. And it's, it, it made me laugh the first time I saw it, because it was just like, what am I looking at? Um, there's another ad where there's a, a, a woman's butt with a nerdy man looking like he's about to feast on some keister, right? The keister feaster, right? And, um, there's an ad where there's like a cartoony, uh, Asian girl who's, uh, advertising a drink and her butt is jiggling in the ad and it's like what is happening i can tell you what's happening it's because we all know sex sells right sex sells and that's what's going on in night city is that nearly every ad is incredibly sexual because it sells it's a commentary on how far these corporations are willing to go in order to sell you something they are willing to basically make porn in order to sell you a drink to sell you dog food, to to advertise a, a Oscar bait movie. That's the that's the critique of it. It's not it's not about women. It's about the over sexual the over sexualization of advertisements in order to try to get you to buy something, and it works because I was playing the game and like like there's ads that like show naked women and like uh, big black dudes that are naked. Like, um, the dog food, uh, advertisement, um, and the, and then some of the ads have like women moaning and stuff, and it's just like, dude, like, stop. (laughs) Like, it's, it gets, it gets a little, um, it gets a little grating. You just start tuning it out, and it's just like, it all becomes noise, and that's the point, is that it, it over stimulizes you to the point where you just, it just makes you really numb to it. You just block it all out. And that's, I believe that's the, the point of it, is that it's a commentary on how we, in our society, we use sex to sell things, and it becomes just basically just noise, and we just get tired of it, right? So it's not, like I said, it's not about women, it's not about men being on top, it's about the over-sexualization of these advertisements in order to try and sell you something. But let's continue. If you've read this far without rushing to the comments slash Twitter to berate me. Oh, look at me. I'm the victim. Whatever. You might be wondering what my point is. So it treats women badly. Lots of games do. What's your point? Precisely. Games treat women badly. What is your point? Discord. Well, my point is lots of games don't. No, they, they do especially if you're playing as a woman have you have you played the Tomb Raider games do you have you seen the amount of death animations for Lara Croft in those M rated games it's pretty pretty gnarly okay well let's let's read this well my point is lots of games don't not anymore and not like this never on this scale well cyberpunk is kind of tonally different from a lot of games it's a not it's not afraid to pull uh, it's not afraid to like load a big ass punch and just sock you in the face with it. A lot of games pull punches. Cyberpunk doesn't. But, um, let's see here. While women are still in the minority when it comes to playable characters, we're seeing more major games push women to the forefront, less hypersexualization, more agency and character development, and more nuanced storytelling in general in gaming. Yeah, that's cool. As long as they're actually characters and not just wish fulfillment fantasy characters that are perfect in every way but whatever even in male led games we're seeing a greater emphasis on emotional development on relationships the kratos of 2018 is very different to the one of 2005 yeah because kratos was barely a character before god of war 3 i played god of war 1 and 2 he is barely a character in those games god of war 3 he suddenly get he suddenly becomes this character that has internal thoughts and it's just like what Am I watching right now? But yeah, Kratos, it's not just It's not just about women. It's just that they realized that Kratos was kind of a flat character and they made him a little bit more interesting than God of War 3. Well, let's see. Arthur Morgan's sensitivity would have been out of place in the first Red Dead Redemption. I didn't play either Red Dead Redemption, so I don't know what that's about. There's still a big might-is-right mentality in gaming where violence is the solution to any problem, but it's clear to see... The medium has grown up a lot. Yeah, because we're interested in telling engaging stories. Yeah, and might is right is because what else are you going to do in a game? Like, what else is there? Just talk the entire time? This isn't a visual novel. It's a video game. It's all about action, I suppose. Like, if you want a story where nothing happens, watch a movie. Like that's the whole point of video games is that interactivity. And video games often often are allowed to do things that movies can't because of that interactivity. Such as Spec Ops the Line. And uh, I am aware of the twist in Spec Ops the Line. Um I don't exactly understand the entire details of it, but um it that kind of twist, that kind of moment is not possible in a movie because it points the it points the finger at the player for engaging in this activity. Um, because it's a video game. You can't do that with a, with a movie. You can't shame the viewer for watching a movie. You can't do it. Because there's a bit of interactivity to video games that is not in film. But, let's continue. I thought we'd left, I thought we'd left the ha tits they're doing sex with, therefore doing sex with stuff back when Duke Nukem, with Duke Nukem in the 90s. Well, Duke Nukem was like one of the few games that did that. There was Tomb Raider and Duke Nukem when it came to titties in video games. And that's basically it. Like Mortal Kombat, I guess, but that was never really the focus. It was more so the fact that characters were ripping each other's heads off. That was more so the focus. Um. But yeah, sure, whatever, I guess. <laughs> Alright, we're closing in on the end here. Let's see. The problem isn't that these things exist in Cyberpunk 2077... It's that we give them a past to exist, huh? What? Okay. Gaming has not held these attitudes for a long time, and when a game literally pastes them from a wall t- from wall to wall, it's disappointing to see it lauded so uncritically. That's because you're looking at it from a surface level. We're gonna, We're going to summarize this entire article in a second. So many conversations around the game post-release revolved around imagine what this game would be like without the bugs. Yes, that that is correct because it shouldn't have released that way, but okay. But unfortunately, the answer is still one that hates women. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? Still one that hates women. This game without bugs would be one that still hates women. This game does not hate women. This game either hates everyone or wants to show you that Night City is a place that hates everyone. It's not about hating women. It never was about hating women. Literally one of my favorite characters in the game, Pan Am, is a woman. She's so well written. The first time I played this game, I played as a female V. Like... It's not like they hate it's not like they hate women like what where is this coming from I don't understand because um because Eve- Evelyn Parker her her death actually means a lot to V and Judy to the point where you can um you can enact revenge upon the person that raped her you can kill him out of sheer you know re- revenge because of what he did right a lot of the times these horrible things that happen to women you can Get revenge on the people that did them, like the scavengers that like pick apart women's bodies and leave their naked dead bodies just open on an operating table. you can go and kill them if you want to. Like horrible things happen to everybody in night city, which that's close to what i'm I'm gonna say here. Um let's continue. It's not a bug. it's a feature. No, it's not. I don't know where you're getting this from. That's not to mention the transphobia present, oh god, the yellow peril tropes of the world building, oh god, or the fact that the game contains an alt-right meme. What does that mean? What meme is that? Okay, so this is, according to NCPD statistics, this model is found in as many as 17% of reported accidents in Night City, despite only up, only making 2% of all, ra- oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh no, yeah, I don't care, and that, that me that quote unquote meme is aimed at my, it, it's it, at the expense of my demographic, I, d- I just don't care, Um, but the yellow peril trope, so the, let's, uh yellow peril, let's, let's look that up, because I'm pretty sure I know what it is, uh yes, the yellow peril tropes. It's the basically they're saying that oh because one of the enemies, the enemy factions in the game is from uh Japan, um that means that they're bad. No. The reason why Arasaka is seen as a bad is is portrayed in a bad light is because Arasaka is incredibly authoritative to the point where they're taking be- deals with um with uh the government to pervert things and um basically just all around do bad things. I can't get into too many details, but it one of the inciting incidents was uh, the corporate wars between Militech and Arasaka. And Johnny Silverhand was like, um, no, uh, you guys are trying to control everything, keep everything the same so that we don't uh, we fall into a state of uh, uh, fall into a state of complacency and remain catatonic. And that's why you set off a nuke inside of the headquarters, because Arasaka is all about control. And keeping the status quo. It's not because they're Asian. I, I don't know where that came from. but we're gonna we're gonna get to that as well. I'm gonna add that to my 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 point later on. The tolerance of the game's worst aspects fosters the sort of environment for a mod to put Judy, canonically a lesbian, through conversation conversion therapy so that she'll sleep with men. No, CD Projekt Red actually explained that, and they said that they recorded all of the lines for both male and female V. Because it's just tidier that way, and then they just chopped out the lines that were irrelevant to the part. So it's not, it's not, you know, a big deal. Calm down. Um, this in turn was then tolerated and often reported as a fun and kooky mod, and not as something harmful and entitled. Yeah. It is fun and kooky. The game operating in a way that was not intended is pretty funny to me. Um, Sorry, I got distracted from some stuff on my phone. Uh, the vague defense offered against this has been that the game is a dystopia. But a dystopia of what? Of America? Like, that's... A, what? What is it trying to say? What is this misogyny supposed to com- comment on or satirize? It's not misogyny you're just looking at this through your own specific lens it's not misogyny because it ha- this kind of thing this these terrible things happen to everyone in night city like it's not just a woman thing like one of the um one of the saddest things in the game happens to a male character named barry he's your he's your neighbor downstairs in uh, uh building 10 it actually was one of the saddest, uh, endings to a quest in the entire game for me, um, because Barry is, uh, Barry is a, um, Barry was an ex-NCPD officer who, um, lost a quote-unquote friend, right, um, and it was the one person he felt like he could talk to without being judged, and, um, and when he tried to talk to his fellow officers about it, they made fun of him. He was like, Oh, you're talking about your feelings? What a wussy move, right? And um, when you talk to him, it's revealed that like he's basically depressed and you know, his friend was the one person he could talk to, and it's revealed that his one friend was a tortoise. He he the the, the world of Night City was so shitty that he preferred to talk to a tortoise than actual people. And I relate I related to that so heavily that I've had instances where it felt like I couldn't talk to my own friends because they just didn't understand me. And that that's that really hit me like a a, a train. It hit me like a, a sack of doorknobs, man. Um so bad things happen to men too in Night City. And uh and and to say that it's just misogynistic that only bad things happen to women it shows that you're not paying attention, or you have an agenda. But let's continue. What do these dead, naked, or dead and naked women add to the game storytelling or wider ideas? Well, I already elaborated on that earlier, but it's really supposed to sell, it's it's meant to sell you the idea that Night City is brutal. It'll chew you up and spit you out. How do they offset uh, by the likes of Pen Am, Judy, or Rogue? Um. Well, Panam, Judy, and Rogue are all named characters. The characters beforehand were literally either side characters or characters that didn't have names. So, you know, with your main characters, you kind of need them to be alive. So them being split open and left naked and dead on a table would kind of work against the narrative of saving Saul, you know, or uh, taking revenge on clouds and uh, the tiger claws. Or the optional ending where you and Rogue storm Arasaka. You know, them being ripped open and naked on a table. Those three characters literally cannot die until a specific point. So, I don't know what you're trying to say here. But, let's see. We can't bleat out. We can't bleat on any. God, get your shit together. We can't bleat on about trying to make gaming a more diverse, welcoming environment, then celebrate the sorts of games which make the space so unwelcoming in the first place. What? Cyberpunk 2077 isn't just an example of why men play AAA games more. It's an attempt to keep it that way. What? What? Why men play AAA games? What? No. No. Okay, so I don't want to get all political and identity politics and all that, but there's a reason why women don't play games as much as men. The simple reason being is that a lot of women just don't like games as much as men. It's really that simple. It's like you're trying to push a square peg into a round hole. There are some women that just don't like games, just like there are some men that don't like video games. It's just that there's a larger percentage of men that like video games compared to women now now let's 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 summarize this right because here's here's the one sentence just like last episode this is the one sentence i can use to characterize this entire article that'll show you the the flaw here is that the first sentence says cyberpunk 2077s presentation of women remind- oh no 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 wait 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 um what was the line that i was uh here we go. Cyberpunk 2077 acts like it loves women, but Night City itself hates them. Here's the truth. people. This, this crowd of people, these weirdos, the truth is, is that to these people, it's not that Night City hates women. It's that in media, bad things are not allowed to happen to women. That's the truth. Because these are the same people that think Rey is a very well-written character. Because the truth is, Rey sucks as a character. Nothing bad ever happens to her. Think about it. She never makes a mistake. She never, you know, does something she regrets. And a lot of times when she does the quote-unquote wrong thing, she ends up accidentally doing something correctly. That's the truth, is that these people don't understand storytelling. So they think that because bad things happen to women, that the game hates women. No, bad things happen to everybody. And the, the key thing that, that makes storytelling interesting is bad things happening to characters, and then the characters overcoming these obstacles. Because I feel like it's a very powerful moment how Judy, even though her best friend commits suicide, she continues to move forward. She continues to uh, persevere. She continues to um, have aspirations, right? V as a character, even though his be- his or her best friend dies at the beginning of the game in Act 1, you continue to move forward in honor of Jackie, right? Or let's think of something outside of Cyberpunk, right? Um, uh, in Spider-Man, um, in the comics, the fact that Spider-Man continued to move forward even after Gwen Stacy's uh, tragic death in the comics, not so much in the movies, it was kind of done poorly in the movies, But in the comics, he he, um, continued to press forward, even after Gwen Stacy died. That's powerful. The message that you should continue moving forward regardless of, you know, people's deaths, right? But that's the problem with these weirdos, is that they believe that women and minorities and anybody that basically isn't white and a man in that specific combination something bad happening to them means that it's racist problematic or whatever right and I'm not trying to be an identity 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 politics kind of commentator or anything but that's the problem is that this kind of like pandering does not work well with storytelling it it is a conflict of interest to want these uh these people in these uh demographics to be held up as paragons and nothing ever bad happens to them but at the same time have a good story you can't do it like in Blur Havoc, I have to, I like, let's be real. In Blur Havoc, women get their asses beat by men, no less. Men get their asses beat by women, no less. Because it's always far more entertaining for somebody to overcome a struggle, overcome the, the face of death, to stare death in its face and come out on top is far more interesting than to never have faced it at all. And that's where I'm going to wrap it up. Basically, I wanted to cover this because I wanted to show you how the weirdos in quote-unquote that crowd don't understand storytelling. They don't understand that there are already things within the universe or within the story that show that it's not just about hating women. It's about telling an interesting story. Cyberpunk, for all its flaws, did not hate women. It just wanted to tell a really good story. Is it good? Is the story itself good or bad? We'll talk about that another day. But it's um, it's not just because they hate women; it's because they wanted to tell a good story. So yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up here. Um, we went over about 10 minutes, but it's fine. We didn't reach an hour or 45 minutes or anything. So I'm gonna wrap it up here. Still don't have a catchphrase. I have a pen. And uh, see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Blur Havoc podcast. Purchase the Blur Havoc book series on Amazon Kindle or paperback today.